Good morning, everyone. This is my name is Wanda Thomas, and I want to welcome you to the Lattes and Lindas podcast. Today we have Lucy Baber on the show. She is this is her second uh, time appearing on the uh, podcast because Lucy is just so amazing. <laughs> um, I love Lucy. Um, I've said that before. Uh, but today we have a very specific topic. On Lu the last time, or the very first time Lucy came on the uh, show, she discussed her 100 Black Dads project, um, which was amazing. And I will share that in the show notes, the link to that episode, so you can catch it. Um, but today we are talking in honor of January and the new year, business, all things business. Um, to set up today's episode, I want to just share a little bit of a backstory. Lucy, uh, I, I hired Lucy to do my rebrand, to help me with my rebrand. She did my headshots. She helped me with some mentoring. She got my website in order. Uh, she gave me some direction in, in regards to my website. And I absolutely love it. <laughs> I love it. Um, she went through my Instagram and what I appreciated about my time with Lucy and my mentoring was she didn't give me cookie cutter. She went through and actually stalked everything. Like she, she looked at my Facebook, my Instagram and gave me a very personalized mentoring session that was fitted just for me. Um, it was a very detailed session. So I highly recommend Lucy. I, I mean, it's not just because I love her and think she's fantastic. I love her and think she's fantastic because she gave me time. She gave me something that was completely just personalized. And uh, she took the time. She held no, she held nothing back. And she wasn't afraid to hurt my feelings to help me grow. And I think that's very important when you hire someone to help you within your business. Um, I have had a lot of business coaches in the past and I think that's why we weren't successful because they they told me what I wanted to hear and Lucy didn't do that she goes you may not want to hear this <laughs> but get rid of that and get rid of that and change this and I, and I think that's how you grow with change um, so that being said Lucy and I have a very specific um, we have a couple of topics today that we're going to cover and you will enjoy today's show um, so to get started, I'm going to introduce Lucy. Say hi, Luce. Hey. Hi. Welcome to today's show. Um, so to get started, like I said, we have a few topics today. The first one that I really want to cover is, um, setting up your business for the new year and defining success on your own terms. Um, as a, as a photography mentor, um, what do you see as, um, so I, I don't want to call them pitfalls, but I, I, you know, what do you see as some of the mistakes that photographers make, both old and new? Because I've been in this in this industry for <laughs> I don't even want to age myself, but for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've had a camera in my hand since the age of thirteen, and I've been a professional shooter for about six or seven. Um, so, what do you see as some of the uh, pitfalls in the in this industry in that regard? Okay, so obviously that's a giant question, <laughs> and I could go. Here's what I want to talk about in particular is like mistakes made in January or like December of the previous year. What I see a lot of photographers and even just like business owners and creative people doing is um, it's very similar to what people do in the in the um, 
general public with like New Year's resolutions um, where they set goals for themselves, but they don't really know how to um, how to flesh that out. And so either the goals are just too big and too vague and they lose track of like the day-to-day -day how to put that into practice or especially with um, business owners and creative people, I find another thing that happens is they just have too many and they're like all over the place. You know, they're not, um, a lot of people struggle on an individual level with um, being able to take a step back, look at the big picture for themselves and then choose goals that are all kind of supporting the same vision, the same broader vision. And so, um, I mean, like literally in the past week I've worked with, I've coached two people and um, I feel like, I feel like it's, it's just such a common theme. Like everybody I've coached, it's been like, they want to do all the things they want to, um, like genre wise, let's say they want to do headshots and uh, weddings and newborns and maternity and engagement. And, um, and it's just like all over the place. And then it, it branches out into the bigger sense. Like they, their list is like blog everything from the past three years and start um, a YouTube channel and like go to 10 networking events a month and speak at WPPI and I'm like whoa 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 like hold on a second why are we doing all these things like what is that leading up to what's let's like think of it as like a um like your business is like a research paper like what's the thesis here what are we all like trying to support and so many people are like I don't know I just think that uh all that sounds good and what I, it seems like what other people are doing and um, I just get excited about new projects and I'm like, well, that's why you're not making any headway. That's why you're not achieving any of these goals is because like you're, you're not, you don't have a clear vision. It's not like clarity is the biggest thing to me. And if I don't have clarity on something, then what are we doing? Yeah, I get it. <laughs> um, and I was, and so I am a firm believer that I have attention deficit disorder. And because I'm 44 years old, it wasn't something that was diagnosed in the 70s because we just didn't talk about it back then. Oh, so yeah. I feel like I'm all over the place. But I have learned, you know, through working with coaches like yourself that I need to narrow it down. And that's a question that I ask myself daily because. Partly because like this whole fear of missing out. I see other people doing it. I'm like, oh, look at that. I have squirrel brain. <laughs> I'm like, I yeah. want to do that. I want to do that. So, um, but I've said to myself, I am a headshot photographer and I focus on business owners. So, yeah, yeah. look at you. You were not even saying that to yourself like two months ago, right? No, I wasn't. Like we had to get there. Right. But that's, yeah. So like I said, working with you, you said to me, what is your goal? Who is your focus? So with every podcast episode, with every blog post, I say to myself, who is this going? Who am I marketing this to? And right. so every time I write something, even with my uh, personal website, the dinner with the wife, who am I marketing this to? I'm marketing this to a business owner, a woman business owner who is coming home at the end of the day. 
So mm-hmm. it relates to, okay, so I'm a woman, I'm a business owner, and at the end of the day, I struggle with meal plans, or I struggle with connecting with my husband and my children. So it mm-hmm. is all on the same platform. It all has the same goal. Yes. You know? So, But I, my target audience is the same, and the goal is the same. So I, so the vision, yeah, so I have that vision. Um, <laughs> and it is amazing. I don't, you know, when I started out, yeah, I did. I, I want to go to PBI. I want to do this. I want to do that. No, it was driving me crazy, and I can see it all. <laughs> and I said, no, but you know what? I have a fear of public speaking. <laughs> I, don't like, <laughs> I don't want all eyes on me. That just drains me. Um, yeah, I know. Like, listen, that might still be a goal for you down the road, but, like, you're not going to dive into it until you have that clarity of why. Like, how is this fitting into my specific path? Not because somebody else did it, not because, you know, like of that fear of missing out or whatever, but because it's like supporting my like streamlined brand. Yeah. And yeah, so no, we're not there. (laughs) (laughs) No, and I I see other photographers and I get some things that, you know, um, I just shake my head and I just kind of have to develop tunnel vision and and I said like earlier this January hit me hard because I took two weeks off but it was part of my January 2018 goal to sit here and not and say to myself I'm not working the last two weeks of December because I have children that was my goal and I remember and I said to myself I'm not doing this I'm not working when my kids are home yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The kids are home for the holidays. Fred was home and my, my husband and I said, I'm going to be present. And I saw that as an investment, not only in my family, but within my business, because I knew I couldn't give my clients 100% of me because I had everyone home. And I think, oh, yeah. That's a common misconception as well. People say, well, you know, it's the holidays. I'll answer an email here. But then you take four days to respond because in, you have Christmas and New Year's. And right. I don't think that's fair. Yep. So, but, yeah, yeah, so, you know, piggybacking on that uh, vision, <coughs> excuse me. Um, so let's, let's, let's lead into how do you think – and, and this might be a loaded question or uh, <laughs> uh, because at what point do you think business owners, not just, you know, I, and I guess it's a broad question. Um, when do you think someone should look into hiring a mentor or a coach to help clarify that vision? Should it be early on? Should it be after they, they, they define their uh, business plan when they start hitting um, some stumbling blocks? Yeah. So, Um, the thing about growth is, is never linear, right? So that, that, that point is not going to be the same for everybody. Um, and, and it, um, it's going to keep coming back. So I don't know. I'm trying to think in terms of like the people that I felt I had the most to offer. Um, certainly I've worked with some photographers just starting out and our conversations were more focused around like technic building technical skills and um you know composition and lighting and uh upgrading gear or just mastering the gear that you own um 
you know, all of that. That that's that's appropriate. But I I guess um, you're gonna you're gonna want to look for different mentors at different points in your career. Mm -hmm. And for me personally, as a coach, I feel like um, my what I call like my superpowers, like my strengths <laughs> are um, better suited to somebody who's kind of in the middle. Um, not that I can't help somebody who's just starting out, but more like the way that my rates are structured and the way that um, my feedback is structured, you're going to really maximize your investment more if you focus on kind of the middle of, um, of your career where you've, you've got the basics down, but you don't really know what to do next. Um, because there certainly are plenty of skilled coaches out there and, and online resources that are um, a smaller investment that you can get a bigger bang for your buck um, if you're still working on things like lighting and composition and technical stuff. Does that make sense? It does. It does. I mean, it, like, and some people, you know, some people are like, I don't care. I'll drop the money just to have the convenience of having it all in one sitting. And certainly that is, you know, you, money is all about your priorities. You invest in um, what you want to prioritize. And some people want to spend months or years learning photography for free. You could do that on YouTube or right. just Pinterest or Googling stuff. Um, but some people would rather kind of like um, get in the fast lane and just have it knocked out for them. And so you invest in that. Um, so all that to say, I, I like I said, I, I've, helped people with the basics in the beginning it's, even with business I've helped people I'm not the best I made a lot of mistakes when I first started my business so I'm not the best resource on like how to set up um, an LLC versus a sole proprietorship or how to um, start out with your taxes or any of that <laughs> I made so many mistakes so like my response now is like um, how to just don't do anything that I did and do it all right the first time. And basically that looks like investing in, um, an attorney to help you figure all that out or investing in a good CPA. Um, but anyway, back to your original question, which no, was hold when, hold on, stop right there. Uh -oh, because, I okay. think, <laughs> because I think those are earmarks of a good coach. I mean, I, started when I started my business I think I went a year before I met with um, an attorney and a CPA but I think for mm -hmm. me that was just to make sure um, I wasn't going to go back to work for someone else right you know, because I, I started this business after um, getting fired from well not fired uh, my position was eliminated at my mm -hmm. nonprofit so I said okay well I'll hang out here <laughs> in this photography space while I look for another job and then another job never showed up because I started doing this full time. So I think, um, to your point, you know, you can, you can do this for five years or you can do it for 10 or you can do it for a year, depending on where you're at. I don't know necessarily if they're, if it's a really like a right or wrong, or if it's just, you know, if it's just timing because sometimes, right. you know, yeah, because I think you just have to, and then like, you know, yeah, talking to a CPA might make sense because I think the IRS has income guidelines when you, mm -hmm. you know, when you take money. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> you think? <laughs> you money, um, they have income guidelines as to, you know, what you need to report. 
and what's right. considered taxable income. But I, yeah, and I think that that's what it was for me because within the first year, I really did start making a lot of money. But, um, and that's when it hit me. I'm like, wow, this is a lot. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, and the thing is like, and we're going to talk about this a little bit more probably later, but um, when you're first starting out, you're like penny pinching, right? Because you're not sure when the next paycheck's going to come. And so it's really hard to justify an investment in um, something like a CPA or an attorney. But on the flip side, like if you're still learning the basics of your own job, like who the heck do you think you are that you can be, be a CPA and attorney for yourself as well. Like yeah. outsourcing is a beautiful thing, not because, not, I think it shouldn't be looked at as a luxury that like down the road, I'll be able to outsource. Like really trust the professionals that are already doing those things well and don't <laughs> yes. fool yourself into thinking that you can be photographer, a, a attorney, you know, tax preparer, and also like web designer and logo designer and like all of those things, like it, that's just like, you're going to shoot yourself in the foot. You're going to be frustrated. You're always going to feel inadequate in your business ownership because you're wearing too many hats. Like what other business does that besides, you know, when you own your own business and it's just you, but like other there's a reason that businesses are structured so that like lots of people do different jobs. So I run a mastermind group and my partner Janine is an attorney. And mm -hmm. so one thing she always tells me is <laughs> to bring me to, <laughs> she, she brings me back down to reality and says by saying, Wanda, please stop putting your photography degree up against my law degree. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so whenever I want to sit here and question taxes, you know, law, copyright law, whenever somebody comes to me and says, oh, I can just pull an image off a of Google search, right? I said, oh, <laughs> I said, please do not put your everyday degree up against my photography copyright, you know, degree because, <laughs> you know, or even go question an attorney and put your common sense degree. <laughs> a law degree <laughs> right people lose every time um, yeah and then you'll get a, a, a bill for upwards of ten thousand dollars so yep. yeah there are degrees and people who specialize in this for a reason so yeah absolutely that's, <laughs> so that's 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 why and that and, and I learned that so I always remind myself I will never put my photography degree up against somebody's law degree tax or CPA degree no yeah <laughs> just don't do it yeah um, you know and that actually kind of leads me um to another point I wanted to make about mentoring and coaching but let me I feel like I still haven't answered the question so let me like streamline that real quick sure. when is a good time to get a mentor or a coach um whenever you feel like you need clarity, I would say. Um, so that could be big clarity, like, do I even want to stay in this job? And like, what's, what's my end game here? Or it could be little things like, um, like I just worked with another local photographer who um, has a passion for uh, doing like project-based work. Um, things like, uh, photographing local protests and um, going to um, different events and uh, that uh, he feels passionate about things like um, environmental work and things like that. And he was trying to like 
figure out a way to just like make more money off of his passion. And, you know, so we worked through that and I was able to help him kind of get that clarity. And, and sometimes clarity comes in the form of answers. Like I know I've been around it long enough to know the answer to that, but sometimes it's just bigger questions. Like, um, why is this the thing that you want to be doing or how can, um, you apply your strengths to this, this thing that you're already making money off of. Mm -hmm. And so, um, going back to what I said earlier, like that kind of reminded me about like pitting different people's degrees against each other. Um, one of the reasons I consider myself a good coach is because of my background in mental health therapy. Um, before I was a photographer, I was, you know, a full-time therapist. And one of the things I always used to tell my clients as a therapist was, um, you know, I have my master's in counseling. Um, I know a lot about people and how they interact and emotions and relationships and all of that. I, I got my degree, right? I'm considered an expert in this field, but, um, I'm not going to be an expert on you. Like you're the only expert on yourself. Sure, and like so that. we're going to have to work together and feed off each other to figure out the best path for you. And um, that's going to require work on my part, but it's also going to require some work and some digging on your part to get there. And I feel like one of the biggest uh, frustrations that I have felt even in the past looking for other mentors for myself is a lot of people don't take that approach. They come at it as, well, I'm making six figures in this demographic, and so therefore I'm the expert on how to run a successful photography business, and I'm just going to spit out the stuff that I did, and you're going to follow that, and you're going to become like me, and that just never worked for me. Maybe I'm too much of a rule breaker, or I've got my own, like, I don't know, but like, that, that's, well, like, we're entrepreneurs because we've got a creative streak, right? So like, don't give me a roadmap that's going to suck my creativity and, and the me out of it. Um, like, I'm just not going to follow that, really. <laughs> I'm going to be a little bit of a rebel. And you're going to tell me, do X, Y, and Z. And I'm going to say, but what about A, B, and C over here? And um, it's just not going to work. Lucy, I love that. <laughs> I do. because. Um, in my experience with working with uh, and working with other coaches, that's that's kind of how I felt. Like, uh, and that's that's why I use the term cookie cutter because they did. They said I have had this experience. I have um, this training. I have that training. Go online and take this kind of personality test. And I'm like, uh. <laughs> right. And I'm thinking every time I ever take a personality test, now I'm schizophrenic because I get different <laughs> results. But I, you know, <laughs> so you catch me on Monday and I'm, I'm like an ABC personality. On Thursday, I'm an XYZ. I am, mm -hmm. you know, so please don't put me in that box. Yeah. Please don't put me in a box. Let's talk. Figure me out. This is what I want to do. Um, and yes, sometimes I do need to have a clear vision. And that's your job to help me define that clear vision and help mm -hmm. me, you know, help me figure out how to remain accountable to my business. Because one thing I learned from you was um, I came into our session 
and I, you said, why was I doing this? And I said, well, I want to help support my family. I want to be there for my husband. I want to do X, Y, and Z. And you said to me, and this was what stuck out because nobody had ever said this to me. I'm so nervous about what you're going to say. It, your business deserves it. And I ah. said, yeah. And I said, oh, wait a minute. Hold up. Let's, let's rethink this philosophy. My business deserves the best of me. Mm -hmm. I always thought my business was working for me, but I need to work for my business. And, hmm. uh, uh, and I got a lot of great, uh, you gave me so much out of our session, but I think that was my huge takeaway. So you know how they, you know, there's this, people say, what, if you don't have the results today, the, the results that you want today is because you didn't do the work yesterday. Well, I said, hmm. my business doesn't have the results so I, I kind of added that. I said, I don't, my business is not providing for me because I didn't provide for my business. And that's what I always mm -hmm. think about when I, when I, you know, if I don't have income coming in today, it's because I didn't give my business the work. I didn't work for my business yesterday. Yeah. And that's always, that's always in the forefront of my mind because that's what Lucy taught me. My business deserves me to work hard for it. That's, that's, the, that's the one key takeaway I got from our session. My business deserves the best of me, the best services, the best software, the best CPA. My business deserves all of that. It's not about, I mean, yes, it is about my family and me being able to provide for them. But if I don't provide for my business first, my family's not going to reap any of those rewards. Right. And like it's, it, first I want to say that's cool because I didn't remember that I said that. Yeah. <laughs> glad that you had that takeaway. Um, but like, in addition to that, I also want to say it's circular, right? Like your yeah. business deserves it as a separate entity because that is time that you devoted, like that's time and money and blood, sweat and tears that you've poured into a thing that you could have poured into anything, mm -hmm. right? And so like, not only does your, bin your business as like a, its own separate entity deserve that but it also it deserves that because at the end of the day that is time lost yes that is that is like your investment lost mm -hmm. um so you know it, it's like honoring your family honoring your business honoring your time and your investments because it all comes back down to it has this common bond of you right yeah. and how much you value yourself enough to respect the investments that you've already made and um you know it's it's just like with a relationship like you put in what you get out and in a way it's like this is a reflection of your relationship with yourself mm -hmm. how much do you value yourself enough to respect that energy that you put out into the world Yes. Okay. So we're going to, um, there was one thing that we talked about, um, prior to this uh, starting this, uh, the recording and it was, um, Oh, that's my other phone. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> creative connections, attending networking events, retreats, um, both industry related and non industry related, um, connecting with other people. And the one thing that I wrote down was, um, you, you attend these events because you like to hear what's on other people's minds. And my question to you was, what do you do with all of that information? <laughs> yeah. How do you process it? How do you keep it and store it? 
um, dish on that because I, I love connecting with other people, which is part of the reason why I decided to focus on headshots. I love business owners. I love the information that they share, um, especially because it's just the two of us. So I feel like they're more relaxed and they're more willing to give. Once they're in that relaxed state, they're more open to sharing information, whether it be personal or business related. I get some really great tips from them as well. But uh, oh, gosh, I bet. So, I pro so I think that's why I tend to overthink things because I'm inundated with a lot sometimes. Um, but how do you process that information? For me, I have tons of notebooks because I end up scribbling it. Tons of voice. <laughs> I do. I scribbled out all of these ideas that I get from these people that I meet. And I'm like, oh, my God, how am I going to put that into effect? I, I need to. I, I always feel like I need to use that information. You know, yeah. um, and I need to do something with, with these ideas. And it, you know, it's crazy because sometimes I, I'm like, no, I don't. They're just ideas. Um, and this is why I, you know, you, you called me a conversationalist, but it, it's true. I am. I have like, I, I just spew ideas and, and talk a lot because people give me this and I don't know what to do with it. I feel responsible with, I feel responsible. It's my responsibility to do something with this information. So how do you, I do, <laughs> I do. So how do you process that? Yeah, um, <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> okay, so let's back up a second um, because the thing that we talked about, <laughs> because you and I suck at boundaries and we always just dive right in before we even start recording. Um, <laughs> so we have, we've already dished all the goods on, um, you had asked me about, oh, we were talking about, um, needing new headshots and I said I'm going to this retreat pretty soon and you were like oh tell me what it is um, the thing that I have learned about myself at this point in my career is that you know in the beginning I really wanted to go to the workshops and conferences where um, I was going to maximize my classroom time basically like have somebody in like a formal teacher student setting where they were going to have like a PowerPoint presentation or a demonstration of some sort and I was going to teach or I was going to learn their ways um, and then I kind of got to a point where I realized I was going to these conferences and the thing that I loved the most was actually like the downtime um, Number one, it's rejuvenating for me as a mom <laughs> to get away from the kids and just be uh, an adult woman out in the world with nobody to answer to for like a couple of hours. Right. Um, that in itself is enough. But um, then also, it's it. I I get a lot of good inspiration and um, like. Uh, I already used the word rejuvenation, but I'm going to use it again. That like <laughs> oomph, you know, I get that energy yeah. back when I just sit around and talk to other creative professionals. And sometimes it's on topic about like business or whatever, but sometimes it's just, um, are you, t or you can't take a picture of me because I'm not no, good. I, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I, sometimes it's, it's not on topic. Sometimes it's like, um, like I said, I went to the, the photo cookout last fall, and one of my favorite things was just having dinner with a group of other photographers and talking about politics and um, just, you know, just using my brain and stretching myself to think um, 
creatively in other ways using my brain. brain for something other than meal planning and when you're going to get laundry done because that's kind of how I feel oh sometimes. My gosh exactly it's coordinating like drop-offs and pickups and opening applesauce packets like oh my gosh <laughs> the, oh my God, the mind numbingness I know I have more I can do more with this with this my son calls it a coconut so <laughs> I, I know my coconut is, is has better use than talking about roblox video games oh my gosh yes yes exactly <laughs> so like let's stretch that a little bit yeah. um but also you know like in in doing so um it it activates other parts of my brain that's going to help me in my business and in my personal life and just keep me going um so all that to say how do i keep track when i do get that like spark of inspiration um, and so you know sometimes it comes because somebody gives me like a direct quote and I'm like wow you really like drop that truth bomb or whatever but sometimes it's just like you know a feeling like a vibe like uh, like they didn't even mention it but just like having that conversation sparked something in me uh, you know so sometimes it's not easy to like put it down in words quite yet um, I do especially when I know I'm going to be networking, I do carry around little notebook notebooks. Um, a lot of times I'm also like jotting down notes on my phone, like in the notes section, I have billions of notes in there. <laughs> so sometimes it's just, you know, making a little note in there and coming back to it later. But the thing I want to say about that is um, there are a lot of, creative professionals in particular who I feel like we're, we can kind of be divided into two groups there and I don't want to like default to the like the type A type B kind of thing but it is a little bit of that some people are really really good at um, structure and um, uh, like mapping things out for their business and and like you said you have like 120 days on the calendar of um, marketing strategy there are people who are excellent at that and I am not one of them. <laughs> I find that I, I thrive when I allow myself to flow a little bit more loosely and just kind of like if it, if it is a big priority, then it's going to weigh on me and it's going to keep kind of knocking on my door. And if it is not, if the, if the vibe that I'm getting is like, that's a great idea, but not yet, then I'm also completely satisfied with saying okay now I have that clarity um, I'm gonna keep it in my little notebook and then later when it feels more urgent I'll be able to come back to it um, but I I don't know there are certainly ways that that hurts me and my business um, because I I am not um, well versed in let's say like all the latest Instagram strategies or um, Facebook ads and all of that like I, it's oh, it gets overwhelming to me and um, having that much structure in place feels too rigid for me mm -hmm. um, to, to have it all mapped out like that um, and then you know things like Valentine's Day comes along and I'm like crap I didn't do any like specials because I didn't plan it out but maybe that's not my path maybe that's not the thing that I need to be prioritizing. So I wanted to say, um, I talk about this, I feel like I've talked about this uh, book in maybe every podcast I've ever done with anybody. Um, I read a book a few years ago 
uh, Elizabeth Gilbert's Big Magic. Yes. And that was, so people have lots of different opinions about that book. People have different opinions about Elizabeth Gilbert in general. Um, she's a little bit out there, a little bit like woo-woo. Um, she's she's very like, I love her. I mean, she, but yeah. she's very like, uh, she talks about the universe and energy and it, like, it's a little bit spiritual, right? Um, which I eat up all the time. <laughs> but so she has this idea in this particular book that, um, that ideas are kind of like floating around the universe. And um, sometimes they visit us and kind of like knock on our door and say like, are we the right match? Is this the right time? And sometimes we get really passionate about those ideas and we jump on them and we say, yes, this is a perfect match. Like I want to do this. But then sometimes either we don't get that vibe and we say, I don't know, this isn't the right time. This isn't the right fit for me. Or sometimes we get passionate and then it get, kind of fizzles out. Right. And um, she talked about as an author, how she um, has had that experience where she thought she was going to like write a book and she gets everything started and planned out and she starts writing. And then like halfway through, she's like, ah, I don't know. I'm not really in that phase anymore. And I had this other idea that I really want to nurture. And um, so maybe this kind of just gets put up back on the shelf for now. And um, this is where it gets a little, a little crazy. Um, but in the book, she talked about this one particular book novel that she had started writing and um, it was, it felt really appropriate for her life at the time because she was going through some particular things, but then that phase of her life kind of uh, shifted. Um, she was focusing on other things. I think it was something with like, she had to leave a particular location that she had been living to go like care for a, um, disabled family member or something and so like everything just kind of it was like put hold put that on pause over here this whole other thing with the book and the she was living in like I want to say Costa Rica or something somewhere exotic and um then everything changed and she had to go back to I think her parents house um so it didn't feel right to keep working on that book she just kind of lost that energy and that momentum and um she shelved it and started working on other projects eventually so I want to say like months or years go by and she um, forms this new friendship with another author. I forget her name, but it was a name that I recognized loosely. Um, and this other author and her form a friendship and they start writing back and forth like letters. Um, and at some point in their friendship, years after this other novel had been shelved and Elizabeth Gilbert had not, mentioned it to really anybody besides maybe her publisher or whatever um this other author that she just friended like more recently than that starts describing this book that she's working on and it is like to the t the exact same book like wow. like the same plot the same kinds of characters different names different slightly different circumstances but it's the same book and she goes through this like process of like, I could have been, I could have chosen to like go on the defensive and say like, how did you find out that's my book and why did you steal it? But instead, like I truly believed that it really was not a coincidence, but like that idea kind of 
floated back out into the universe. I set it free and visited this other person. And I told you it was a little bit crazy. No, no, no. <laughs> but I no, I get it because you know I'm a firm believer in that. I'm a very firm believer that there are no original ideas. You know, oh, yeah. And, yeah. you know, seriously, there are no original ideas because it's it, just because that's what, that's my belief. And you get an idea comes to you and it just to see if you're ready, if you're ready to receive it. And if, if, if you're not, then you go and then it does, it goes find It goes and finds someone else because that's just the way things work and well, the universe works, but mm -hmm. it might not be your time. It might, it's not your time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, even, even as far as relationships go, people come into your life and you might not be ready to receive them, you know, and we, sh I shared this story with you. I'm not going to, I'm not going to divulge it because it's just way, you know, we were, when you did my headshots, I shared a, a private story with you, um, mm -hmm. about, about my marriage and look at how that worked out. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. That's the thing is like, we don't have. Like they say hindsight is tw it's 2020, right? Like we don't have that clarity up front all the time. We just have to trust the process and that, um, you know, the right answers will come to us in time when we need it. But, um, but the thing about that idea that was really helpful for, for me as somebody who does always want to do all the things, um, like I a friend of mine told me once that like she doesn't know how I do it and that she feels like my brain is just a machine like I'm just constantly cranking out new things that I want to work on and um, that does that is how I feel a lot of the time but it this this concept of like an idea might visit me and then might like kind of go back out into the universe really took a lot of the pressure off of me to hoard and like sit on and hold be, be held responsible for all of these nuggets that come into your life right mm -hmm. um sometimes it's like sometimes it's going to be like just a little seed that gets that idea started and it's going to take like decades for it to really like blossom and sometimes it's going to be like oh it's already been blossoming and this is just like the little tiny sprinkle of water that's like going to actually make it come into bloom um, and you're not going to be able to anticipate which point you are in your journey but just accepting it that like inspiration is going to come and um, guidance is going to come in the form of lots of different people and conversations and ideas that visit you and um, if it's meant to happen that sense of urgency is going to feel really clear if you are taking care of yourself and nurturing your business and uh nurturing your creativity and keeping an open mind um so you know like one of my personal biggest goals for 2019 is keeping an open mind like keeping my head clear focusing on finding that clarity every single morning for me it's it's been a journey though like i i um have been really focused on the hustle for so long and living in this mental space of like if I'm in the house I'm sitting at the computer and I better be doing work nonstop. like wow. just, <laughs> uh, I mean not literally nonstop, yeah. but it, it feels like that you're always like I should vacuum or I could knock out this other 
mm-hmm. session I need to edit. I should, um, I could like bake cookies with my kids around Christmas time, or I could put together a whole mini session campaign or whatever. Um, and it like, this is the first year that I really felt like things are going so well that I can finally focus on like giving myself, okay, so I have a five-year-old, right? He's not even in kindergarten yet. He, I only get, I only have till one o'clock today, like nine to one is my work, my work hours. Um, and for the longest time I was like, grind, grind. Those three or four hours have to be, um, like on the whole time. And now I'm like, actually, I'm going to, January, I said, I'm going to start taking that first full hour to get on the treadmill a little bit. Um, I've been doing like meditation after I get off the treadmill and lots of like really good stretching and like justifying that time to myself as like, this is also for my business because if I don't have a clear mind, I can't do any of the rest of it. Um, (laughs) But it's made such a difference, you know, like finding that clarity every single morning, you know, and it doesn't always add up. Like yesterday I had to do a mentoring session, which was wonderful, but I didn't get that time. And I felt it by the end of the day. I was like, where (laughs) your son calls it a coconut. I say, um, but I don't have that clarity. It feels like my, my brain is just mashed potatoes. Like, you know, that you're just like, where am I? Yeah. 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 It's about balance and making sure that you can, you know, figure it out. But, um, yeah, so I get it. <laughs> my, I had a VA a long time ago, and she trained me to keep four hours every Monday for me. Like, I don't start my wow. week. Yeah, I don't start, like, everybody, the traditional world <laughs> starts mm-hmm. their Monday, their weekday, Monday morning, 4 o'clock. Some people start at 5.45. Some people start at 9 o'clock. I don't start my week until noon on Monday because the kids go back to school. My husband's on a rotating uh, schedule. Um, so I can't do that. Like Mm -hmm. I need to, I, it's my time to decompress. It's my time to start working out. If I want to, if I need to schedule doctor's appointments, those Monday morning is typically Wanda time. Um, go to the supermarket because the kids were home all weekend. That's when I do it. Um, and then I can ease into my work day. Um, you know, if I want to, if I, if I want to just clear out emails, I do it, but I don't actually schedule any clients or anything for anything that requires attention until noon. Um, because I need to kind of ease it, like I said, ease into the work day, because if not, I, I, I get, I don't want to say confused, but I I don't have that clarity of focus because, um, I know the kids have just left. The kids are back in school. Fred is either working or sleeping, um, or he is either or off. And now that's my time to say, okay, Fred, let's just go, you know, have breakfast together or just let's catch Mm -hmm. up on household things. Um, but that time is for me to sit here and say, I'm, this is for Wanda to do whatever she needs to do to get right with herself. And yeah, yeah. So I, I completely understand it. And, um, but yeah, it's funny as I was hearing you talk, I realized, and I've known this for a while. Um, so my husband, thank goodness is a great cook. Um, and helps out a lot, especially on the weekends when I am out doing shoots and stuff. He is, you know, taking care of holding down the house. Um, but one of the best like self-care things I do for myself on 
I want to say Monday, but it's probably actually Tuesday morning because my husband works from home on Monday, so he's still around. Um, Tuesday mornings, I um, I take a, like just a couple seconds to wipe down all of the counters in the kitchen mm-hmm. because he's wonderful cook but he's the messiest cook and my um my desk is right in that space it's in the dining room right next to the kitchen and just like that physical act of like like I do not live in a clean house by any means but having those counters wiped down Uh like helps to reset my brain yeah you know like I'm just like it's kind of like a reclaiming the space of like ah okay I can clear this little space I can get back to work um so yeah i i feel that that the yeah. time is so important okay so we're going to start wrapping this up because i want to be respectful of your time um and your day so as we uh, to end what tips just three um and i know i'm catching you off guard with that what tips <laughs> would you give not just photographers but business owners in general um uh what tips would you give them and re- let me see. I had it written down. Hold on. I have to go back. Uh, <laughs> would you? <laughs> uh, what tips do you? Would you give business owners about clarifying their vision? Okay. Yeah, you did catch me off guard. Okay, let's hear. It. Let's think this out. Um, number one, again, it's my therapist coming out and me. Um, if you don't know your strengths, then you can't do anything. You have to be able to identify your strengths. And that's one of the things I feel like I'm really good at as a coach is helping other people figure out what are you good at? Like you, I'm really good at seeing people, if that makes any sense. Um, Like I, I want you to be able to just easily rattle off why you are good at what you do. Um, and that's a thing that I think any good coach should be able to offer you is that, that, um, ability to really feel seen and um and to be able to identify those strengths number two um this is like this is cliche (laughs) but and i almost don't want to even say it but you really do have to know your why and it's that that answer is going to continually unravel and become more and more clear to you over time you're going to have to be willing to let that answer evolve um, you can't just do some little like branding activity of know your why right in the beginning and just like cling to that for the rest of your career. It's going to keep evolving and growing and you have to be willing to grow with it. Um, so annually or biannually re, um, reflect on that and be willing to adjust just like with any other company they're, they're, they're going to adjust their mission statement. It, this, your why is your mission statement. And so be willing to um, revisit that. And then three, I mean, it's something that the balance is something I think a lot of people struggle with, but be willing to make time to find that clarity. Um, if you feel like you're at a point where you're doing too many things and you're losing track of the overall big picture and, and you're just like that, a lot of times looks like burnout in a lot of people they'll they'll throw it around like oh i'm just i'm so burnt out at the end of the busy season or whatever like that's when you feel that way that's a perfect time to recenter refocus find a mentor or a coach and and reset um find that clarity so that is 
that's going to be a journey. It's going to keep happening. Um, don't think that you're going to make like a couple hundred dollar investment and call it a day and be able to go on with the rest of your career. Be willing to keep growing with it and keep reevaluating. Okay. So let me repeat these back to make sure I have them right. Cause I, I wrote them down, but you know, we, this is what we do. Um, <laughs> okay. The three tips that you have in identifying uh, your vision, uh, identify your strengths. Um, mm -hmm. What are you good at? Know your why and be willing to um, evolve and revisit that from time to time, which I love. I love that one because you know, I, I didn't know that. I didn't know that you should re, uh, revisit and um, have your why evolve with you as a business owner. That mm -hmm. makes perfect sense. Um, I always felt bad about changing my why, but now that just kind of gives me permission to do it. So, hmm. I mean, if you're not changing your why, then you're not changing yourself and you're not growing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because you know, <laughs> I, start, I started out as a family photographer. Here I am as a business owner, as a, as a business photographer and headshot uh, photographer. So yeah, I did, I guess I did change my why, but you see, you see, <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, and then the last one to stay on track um, is take time to find that clarity and balance within your business. Did I get them right? Yeah. Okay. Perfect. I'm going to put these in the show notes. I'm also going to have links to Lucy's website, um, and she's going to she's going to review these, and she's going to add additional links to I guess her mentoring page. So, um, like I said in the beginning, you will want to check Lucy's uh, mentoring packages out, and I highly recommend that you do hire her. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> can, can I also say um, one of the things that I'm excited about in 2019 is um, I am not only focusing on mentoring and coaching for photographers. Um, I'm really excited to be adding in the same services for other business owners, creative professionals. If you feel like what I said resonated, then we're probably a good fit. I know that. So <laughs> <laughs> Okay, great. Lucy, thank you very much. Like I said, I don't want to take up too much of your time. It was a pleasure having you. Um, and we will talk offline. Have a great day. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you, Wanda. Have a great one. You too.